show of Five Star Fam. I'm AJ, and this is Mark. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. This segment is sponsored by Thinking Man Tavern, a cozy Decatur neighborhood pub. Grab a tasty beverage from a wide variety of selections and a plate of something delicious from the menu. To go, check out Thinking Man Tavern. Welcome to another Five Stripe Weekly episode. And yes, we finally have a match that actually counts to talk about. And uh, yes, definitely. Well, it's a full bends. It's a uh, you know very exciting affair, I would say. But yeah, ended up 3-1 yeah. to Atlanta United against Sporting KC. And we finally have a... Uh, you know, not only we had a match at the Benz for the first time for the first uh, match of the season, but also we won, <laughs> which is uh, a little not the norm. <laughs> as well. right. uh, usually not so good mm-hmm. for that first match. Uh, so, you know, our, our preseason definitely seemed to have uh, done us some good. Which is, uh, you know, quite a uh, quite a departure from years past. But uh, you know, goals from <laughs> Luis, <laughs> right. uh, yeah, goals from Luis Ararujo, uh Dom Dwyer, and of course Caleb Wiley. Uh, yeah, that sealed the deal for Atlanta United to walk away with all three points. But uh, yeah, before we get into all the goals, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's hear your takeaways from this match, Mark. Yeah, sure. I, uh, you know, I, I will say, I, I think uh, overall how the match played out, um, I was a little surprised at how open it was, given um, the profile of the managers, right? And so uh, for Pineda in particular, um, you know, with him being a Seattle assistant, uh, you know, Seattle typically over the years, especially under Spencer, has played on the counter, um, you know, and so, I mean, we did, uh, but I guess uh, Kansas Sporting KC were a bit more open as well. Um, and, you know, we'll get into, I guess, the details of the match and how it played out, but um, Sporting KC did eventually end up having the majority of possession. Um, I think you can point to multiple reasons as to why that was the case, but one of them appears to be uh, Arujo leaving the game. So it's, uh, yeah, a very interesting match overall for a week one match, um, but definitely have to echo your sentiments in terms of, yeah, uh, we don't usually start well, we don't usually start this well. And uh, yeah, it does seem like preseason, like, you know, a translating that preseason form uh, into the regular season has actually come off. Now, it's also the first time in since 2018 that we're not starting in the Champions League. So maybe yeah. that, uh, that has something to do with it as well. Um, I will say I don't miss it. I have, I've been watching, you know, like I think it's uh, a decently interesting competition. We've already seen, I guess, a bit of an upset with Montreal uh, prevailing over Santos, but uh, yeah, to be honest, I don't, I don't miss it all that much. <laughs> so yeah. um, it does set us back yeah. a little bit slightly it, at times, right? Because there mm-hmm. is that, like uh, you know, you play that first game, and if it doesn't go well, well, then it does. It kind of sets the tone a little bit, and then uh, you know, it it is right. that like you want that momentum from uh, you know day one, and uh, that's where yeah, you need like kind of luck. And, uh, you know, favorable draws and all that, uh, especially if you're in Champions League, 
um, you know, with that. Now, I think, yeah, you know, Sporting KC uh, playing on the road and against us, it definitely played into our hands a little bit because they are a team that likes to possess. Uh, pretty much we are, if I do recall, uh, both us and them were pretty much one and two in possession uh, in the league last year. And so, uh, you know, that I think is, uh, you know, fairly obvious in how uh, and why it was an open game in that, uh, you know, you have two teams that are trying to, uh, you know, uh, you know, do their thing. And, uh, you know, I think we actually played more on the counter uh, in the you know first half than, uh, you know, they did, actually. And so it actually worked in our favor right. for sure because uh, we were definitely more aggressive. We played with more verticality. And, uh, yeah, with that that first goal from Luis Araruju, it was a little bit of that where, uh, you know, our forwards, uh, yeah, Teen Wolf and uh, Tyler Wolf, uh, yeah, played in Jose Martinez, and then Jose Martinez with a deft back heel flick plays in Luis Araujo, who uh, yeah is able to hold off his man and chip Tim Melia, and ooh, yeah, it's uh it got uh, some consideration for the MLS goal of the week. Uh, it is up for it, but, uh, I mean, yeah, Yimmy Charo's, uh, with the bike, the bicycle is probably going to win it and it probably rightfully should, yeah. uh, even though like if, yeah. if we we're somehow able to make that, uh, kind of a miracle, uh, and win this one out, I would feel a little bit sheepish, but, uh, <laughs> you, you uh yeah, I mean, no, yeah, they, uh, I noticed they changed the format of the voting too, because now it's like, it does appear to be a straight, tweet, a straight Twitter poll instead of like uh, the link to the website. And uh, so it'd be interesting to see if that uh, changes how these polls play out. But uh, I don't know. I still have faith in the LA United fan base. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's that too. It's like everyone's going to have to have Twitter or something because, uh, yeah, at that point, you know. Uh, no one else like you can't be a facebook user and uh you know be voting there you just pretty much have to to hop on there somehow right unless unless they run different polls yeah and take right. an aggregate or something like yeah well, <laughs> that'll be that'll be interesting <laughs> uh yeah probably yeah. not I, yeah but i mean bold if they want to do that uh someone's gonna have to do all that math and uh i don't i don't i pity that actually yeah i know right whoever has to do that but, uh, yeah, moving on from that, uh, yeah, you know, uh, in that second goal, uh, well, it was unfortunate in between where Luis Araruju, uh, yeah, he did pull his hamstring. Uh, he was down for a second momentarily, and then uh, a second time he could not continue. And, uh, yeah, definitely hope that Araruju is not out super long term. A hamstring probably will at least have him out for uh, maybe a month, maybe two, and uh, that definitely uh, is making me very sad um, and definitely puts yeah. uh, our predictions from the last episode into a little bit of a, um, uh, I know, right? a complete upside down. But uh, either way, uh, Dom Dwyer comes on for Luis Araruju, and uh, wow, you know. It, uh, there was uh, someone that said on Twitter, and I think we were all thinking it in our heads, did not think that I would be uh, cheering a Dom Dwyer goal uh, this season. And uh, lo and behold, 
right. here we are. But uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean Dom Dwyer, he uh, yeah, I mean okay, maybe his uh, his first touch uh, for his other uh, his actual first touch uh, in the game wasn't the best and uh maybe kind of lulled them into some uh some false sense of like oh yeah dwyer <laughs> ah, he he might be all right uh we can like he he was sitting in some acres of space um uh, you know and he wasn't even like sitting on the wing like on the touchline or anything like he was he was uh, like kind of like maybe like 10 yards away from their box and they were like ah he's good yep yeah <laughs> But uh, right, right, and uh, but then yeah, you know, uh, Jose Martinez, uh, you know, with uh, another assist, is able to find the long ball mm-hmm. to Dom Dwyer this time, and Dom Dwyer skins his man, and comes onto his left, his favorite left foot, and blasts it home, and uh, yeah, he scores against uh, one of his former teams, and uh, yeah, it's it's pandemonium. It's like uh, it's one of those. Okay, yeah. If uh, if Dom Dwyer's back, okay then. You know, we will uh, we will take that. Yeah, all freaking day. But uh, yeah. Well, what, what were your thoughts on at least uh, those two goals first of all, and then uh, you know we'll get to that last goal. Yeah. Uh, first of all, well, uh, from Dom Dwyer, I guess that's um really great mentorship from him you know scoring that goal like that i'm sure the kids will really appreciate that um you know it's it's great to see that i mean like not to toot my own or anything but i did say i don't think he's done uh and you can see that you know uh but that the way he took that goal was very encouraging you know it's instinctive um you know it looked natural and uh yeah he knew what he wanted to do and he did it with a plum you know it, it is tough like possessing the ball in the box in general is tough like you know you're just not gonna have that many touches uh when you get the ball and so you kind of have to it's kind of like playing in the low post in basketball right it's like you kind of have to know what you're gonna do and just kind of get into it um and of course execute it with good technique and i think that uh dwyer did that on a goal so um like you said it's unfortunate of course because Arujo came out um and we'll have to see how long he's out for with hamstring injuries it's always tough they should probably play it safe since it's the beginning of the season anyway um so you know i'm thinking it's closer to the eight weeks uh that's been floated out there um <clears throat> but yeah like he like a, you know our hall problem what i said before is dom dwyer is able to give us valuable minutes um and the occasional goal that's great that's uh you know definitely out earning his salary at that point which is all you can ask for really in terms of um putting a roster together yeah indeed indeed uh, yeah and so dom dwyer hadn't scored since 2019 and uh yeah you know that's a that's a beautiful thing when uh you know he's scoring and he's you know you can see the passion after that goal too that uh yeah he yeah, uh, definitely. You know, a monkey off his back a bit, and you can see there's already a little bit of a connection uh, between Dwyer and Jose Martinez. Uh, it, there always seemed like uh, yeah. I said this uh, last episode too, where uh, basically, you know, even though they were on opposite sides, there seemed to be a mutual respect, uh, especially when uh, yeah, Dom Dwyer, you know, with Orlando City, 
Uh, he was almost going, mm -hmm. uh, you know, goal for goal against Jose Martinez in that first match at the Benz uh, way back when, right. you know, in that 3-3 mm -hmm. draw. And, uh, yeah, it always seemed like they, uh, you know, kind of at least kept tabs on each other. And yeah, now they're teammates and combining for, yeah, a really well-taken goal. And so, uh, yeah, Dwyer, uh, definitely a guy that's, uh, you know, you know, it's not someone we expected, but it's uh, really great to see. And, uh, yeah, and in terms of yeah. Jose Martinez with that uh, 100th start, mm -hmm. you know, the two assists ain't too shabby to start a season. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it might be right. a little bit, hopefully not too much, uh, a little bit of a false nine, Joseph, uh, maybe. And uh, I don't know who's going to be the well, other. <laughs> but, yeah, go ahead. No, one thing I was going to say, like, yeah, with Joseph uh, getting the two assists and getting on MLS Team of the Week uh, with that performance, you know, like, Joseph has built his profile as a goal scorer. Of course, uh, you know, I think it really started with 2018 and then the MVP season. But I think the dependence on his goal scoring really started after that. Um, and, yeah, we just, we've always seemed to have this issue of just not having enough goal scorers overall. Um, at least since then. And so it'll be interesting to see uh, if we are able to have other people chip in with the goals, uh, if Joseph will adjust his game. Because, I mean, like, per you know, there are times when I see him, you know, even like the last couple of seasons where he's not just purely doing the striker uh, things. You know, there are times like, okay, he might drop in because he wants to touch the ball and, he, you know, like it's doing that thing the strikers do when he get frustrated. But also, so I think, uh, you know, he's, uh he is he has the profile of being an attacking midfielder or being a, a winger in his previous uh career i guess if you want to call it that but um you know so he may have those instincts within him and i you know i i just wonder if we would actually end up seeing a more uh complete player uh and you know an mvp candidate uh yeah. just like we were i guess we were saying about arusha yeah and so hopefully knock on wood uh yeah none uh none of the yeah. other stuff happened uh, after we say that again but uh <laughs> right yeah, yeah. but uh <laughs> yeah but uh yeah you know also involved in that uh in the third goal in a way uh because he comes off and Caleb Wiley the homegrown the 17 year old comes in and uh yeah i mean you know minutes later uh yeah you have Caleb Wiley icing the game for LA United his hometown club uh, you know, yeah. his father owns Oz Pizza. They, uh, you know, did some uh, kind of uh, soccer in the streets. A uh, little, uh, you know, um, kind of turf pitch next to their restaurants. And, yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of crazy. It's a, a player who actually, yeah, this is his boyhood club. Like, it's right. wild to actually think that like that's possible right now but yeah i mean you have a 17 year old i mean so he was 11 years old when it came out like Atlanta united became a team like it's uh, truly astounding stuff yeah. it is uh this is like this is like mighty ducks territory in terms of like unbelievable uh you know in terms of like uh like okay yeah all right this is like you write fiction about this stuff and 
this is this yeah. is real life apparently uh what universe are we living in mm -hmm. i'm not sure but uh basically a 17 year old scored uh you know in his debut uh and it's he took this ice cold like there is ice yeah. in his veins the way he took this because yeah yeah like he didn't he didn't try to power it past Tim Melia. Like Tim Melia is a goal, good goalkeeper. And the fact that yeah, he just basically he just slots it home and it's like it's I don't to describe this is like yeah, it's like a uh it's not even a worm burner. It's just like he just passed it in, but it was like as finessed yeah. as you like. And uh yeah my god it's uh mm -hmm. it, it was truly um i had to check his number like three times in the stadium when i was tweeting it out <laughs> just to make sure that what <laughs> did wiley actually what right so yeah it's uh yeah. definitely craziness uh where were you what what did uh what were your emotions or you know your feelings at that time yeah, I was at home, um, <clears throat> and um, no, I was shocked. I was shocked. I mean, and so if you look at it, it, like I said, I was home, right? So I was able to see it on the broadcast, and it's really, it's three touches. So like, you know, obviously it's a long pass over the top. Uh, his first touch actually really, it kills the or, ball. Like, it, it was a know, Moreno through ball, but yeah, yeah. Like, and what yeah, a through ball. He, right exactly exactly and uh yeah first touch like basically kills the ball right he has control second touch i think this his second touch came a little bit quicker than he expected and it looked like the ball was going to run away from him a little bit but he was here's the thing what this what really was like i couldn't wrap my ride around he was already running and then he ran even faster to catch up with the ball yeah. and then running that fast like having such a delicate finish like and yeah. it wasn't i was at, at like for a split second i thought it was going to be too soft and a defender would catch up to it right. and it actually it was perfect like yeah. perfectly weighted uh -huh. past the keeper got away from the defender uh just brilliant for yeah man 17 year old and it's just like man we just sold a homegrown left back to Bundesliga, and here's the 17-year-old making his debut after the other left back, <laughs> yep. uh, who you know, also had a good game. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot of positives, you know. It, it, this is the kind of thing you want to see. But just going back to the angle of, uh, you know, the homegrown and the 17-year-old and the boy who grew up supporting his club. Uh, you know, like as I've talked about before on this podcast, like we're seeing that trend in MLS. And to be honest, like. You know, when I see, um, uh, I can't, like, a Cade Howell, for example, get his shine or something like that. You know, it's like, oh, man, like, that, it, it is a part of you that's like, that's great. That's great for the league. Uh, that's great for the sport in the U.S. Um, and I want Atlanta very much to be a part of that. And I think that uh, MLS teams, especially the bigger MLS teams, that should be part of their ambition is bringing uh homegrown talent through because you know at the end of the day america is so big you have to figure that there are highly talented players uh throughout and so you know i will i'm very curious to see how uh i'm well first of all i hope this pipeline continues and i will be very curious to see how 
uh, homegrown players in particular do in other leagues in their in their careers in general because you know they're Atlanta at the end of the day like it's Atlanta and this is like one of the best parts of having a hometown team indeed and uh, yeah credit where credits do uh, yeah the you know Academy and uh, you know the uh, the the front office setting it up uh, yeah definitely they have uh, done an amazing job in uh, that pipeline and so definitely that's uh, that's massive and yeah you know someone that uh, at least anyway you know one match in in preseason as well uh, looks to be a good addition as well is Andrew Gutman and uh, yeah I mean with uh, five tackles four fouls one I mean a guy that basically uh, you know he looks like a different player than George Bellow, of course, uh, and seems like more heavily involved in on both sides of the ball, really. Uh, more polished player, uh, definitely a, a guy who's hungrier to make things happen. I mean, was he perfect? I, I didn't. I, I wouldn't say he was, uh, you know, he had a perfect game, but, um, you know, he definitely had, uh, you know, a lot of people's eye. Definitely deserved the man of the match. And I think, yeah, he, he still could improve. Like, there, uh, there are some levels that he could, uh, you know, achieve with us if he, uh, you know, continues to, you know, kind of glean a lot of, um, you know, maybe that insight from Gonzalo Pineda. But, um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of anybody else that maybe we haven't given some plaudits for, who, uh, who else do you think uh, had a really solid game that no one's really talking about? Um, I mean, I guess we, we did mention Tyler Wolf for that first goal. I think uh, just overall getting the start again, another young player that uh, and this is the thing too, like this is why so of course, like we're European football club fans, right? And we, you know, sometimes you see the thing where you have these like uh, expensive backups basically, or these people who like ride the bench and you know, it's like, what are they really, what value are they really bringing to the club? That spot could go to a homegrown player, you know? And it's like, and so like, I think that the academy should also be used uh, to fill out the roster in general. And so like, you know, yeah. A little bit of an injury crisis in the midfield you insert tyler wolf and he's able to uh put in a creditable performance and so even even if his uh playing time decreases over the course of the season you still know you have somebody who you can turn to or it doesn't have to decrease you know like he can prove himself so it's it's uh yeah really really encouraging from him um trying to think of who else stood out I yeah, for me, George Campbell uh, definitely is, uh, you know, a guy who you know, he stepped in, you know, didn't seem to be too phased by too much. Uh, I don't think the goal uh, that uh, SKC scored was uh, really on him, even though, okay, yeah, anytime uh, the other team scores, you generally, yeah, the whole defense uh, really is to be, to be blamed. But, uh, yeah, I don't think he was actually... Uh, directly actually uh, you know um, I think to blame but yeah George Campbell uh, you know definitely looks super duper solid uh, you know not only chasing down uh, you know some uh, a really fast player that uh, you know was in the four line for SKC as well but yeah you know in terms of on the ball 
I mean, there was that one point he was pirouetting and, you know, holding off a, a player on the sideline. Uh, I mean, definitely. He was, uh, you know, he was showing his stuff, his prowess on the ball. Uh, and that's <laughs> part of his, uh, his player profile is that, uh, you know, he's a former midfielder. He's a guy who, uh, you know, can, uh, you know, do those things on the ball that, uh, you know, maybe not every single center back can. And, uh, you know, he definitely showed it in this match. And, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, even if uh, Alan Franco maybe might come in for the next match, you know, I don't think uh, we're going to be too too worried when, uh, you know, George Campbell does have to come in. But, uh, yeah, you know. Well, and to, and yeah, he may have to come in. Uh, sorry, just real quick. He, he may have to come in in the summer. You know, if uh, if the interest in Miles Robinson is real and somebody comes in with a pretty decent offer in the summer, I mean, I think the club would have to at least consider it. And, uh, you know, one thing I will say, too, just going back to talking about the left backs real quick, um, I think the front office, I think, deserve credit for how they've, uh, they've, I guess, handled the position. You know, like they held out with George Bello for, you know, uh, I guess for a length of time and, you know, a certain offer that they were comfortable with. And uh, in the meantime, they had another player on loan ready to go. Um, and then you have a young player come up and kind of fill that spot as well. And so, you know, in I, uh, if they're doing the same thing, or at least like in terms of the center back position, right? If, uh, if they're able to move Miles Robinson on, have Campbell come in kind of smoothly in that regard. Um, yeah, it, it, I don't know. I, I hope that's what they're doing, but uh, I just wanted to say that as well. I think that they, uh, at least for game one, it seems that for a left back, it seems that their moves have worked out so far. Right. So hopefully that is the case. May it continue. And uh, yeah, just to wrap up uh, this match and uh, yeah, basically the uh, minute one tribute to Christian Carrillo uh, for the fallen Atlanta United Academy goalkeeper. Uh, who uh, unfortunately passed away in a tragic accident. Uh, that definitely was uh, very poignant, I think, uh, and uh, great to see, um, you know, the team, you know, give, uh, you know, that, uh, that tribute to, uh, you know, someone that is one of our own. And, uh, yeah, the team also wore a black armband in remembrance. And so... Uh, I'm not sure how long they'll do that, but yeah, definitely classy stuff from the club. But uh, but yeah, and so uh, wrapping up the match, uh, let's get into the news. And so uh, yeah, real quick, uh, we'll uh, hit these real fast as fast as we can anyway. But uh, yeah, it pretty much as expected, Jurgen Dom. His uh, contract was bought out. Uh, it seemed like a little bit of a standstill where Jurgen Dom was like, yeah, I intend to play out my contract. And LA United were like, yeah, no, we're, we're, uh, we're trying to shop him. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. essentially, yeah, it came to the, I think, obvious end of uh, yeah, Jurgen Dom where, yeah, as an LA United player, just wasn't cutting it in terms of salary and production and uh as you know big of a i think you know social media star he is um at the end of the day it's the on the pitch production that's the most important and uh so you know 
we, we thank Jurgen Dom for the uh, the entertainment, the content, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, in terms of production, can't say that there was uh, too much from the Mexican, and you know, sometimes that's just the way it is. But I'm glad that the team actually recognized what they needed to do, and so they did and exercised their one-time buyout clause. Uh, for Jurgen Dom, and uh, yeah, I mean, you have any final thoughts on uh, Jurgen Dom? No, no, uh, not really. I mean, like the team did what they had to do, so you know, no surprises here. Uh, it's what Sun had done, and you know, everyone can move on now. Right, indeed, indeed. and uh, unfortunately, another uh, player that has yeah kind of moved on from uh, at least potentially being an Atlanta United player is unfortunately uh, Luca Martinez de Puy. Uh, Cesar Luis Merlo reported that uh, he will not play for Atlanta United after all. Uh, the Rosario Central player, uh, yeah, would have been a U22 uh, kind of DP for us, but uh, alas, uh, Rosario Central they didn't accept the offer, and uh, it was for a one-year. Uh, with a purchase option and uh yeah there was no consensus from the board uh, for that club so uh yeah unfortunately he will not be joining us and uh, they actually are going to look to renew his contract so uh yeah you know it is one of those where uh yeah we miss out on the player that uh, maybe was one of our targets and so uh you know in terms of a direct um you know forward uh, depth for LA United uh, after Joseph Martinez it'll have to be Dom Dwyer and Jackson Conway and uh, you know maybe uh, you know somebody else that does come up after that but uh, it seems like we'll be going with the incumbent but uh, yeah and speaking on those players that were out yeah you know we definitely had a bunch of players out unfortunately uh, and that's kind of what made it even more Kind of encouraging and impressing, impressive rather, yep. uh, against Sporting KC because uh, yep. yeah, you had the likes of Tiago Almeida that was still out. Uh, Marcelino Moreno didn't even start the match, but yeah, he did contribute when he came on. Uh, Santiago Sosa and Franco Ibarra, they're still getting uh, you know kind of visa slash green card paperwork uh, settled, and uh, yeah, you know you also have. Uh, you know, Lennon, who actually had to come on, and uh, but he was, you know, in terms of uh, a guy that, you know, I, I think you would have thought maybe, okay, yeah, sure, he was previously a winger, but, uh, you know, he would be probably battling it out with Ronald Hernandez for the right-back spot, but, yeah, he came on as a winger and, uh, you know, finished out the match, mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, you know, you, you see some of that flexibility in the squad, for sure, so... Um, you know, you definitely have guys that, uh, you know, we'll see more time that are coming back hopefully soon. Uh, it would just be a matter of, yeah, when, you know, it's, uh, it's a little bit of, they missed a lot of preseason, so they're going to have to, uh, try to get up to speed quick or, uh, maybe take a month to be able to, mm -hmm. uh, to get back into it. But, uh, yeah, you also have Chol and Mulraney out with injuries. It's, uh, yeah, there's just a shit ton of players that are uh, kind of out of the squad at the moment. And, uh, you know, right. You would expect, yeah, contributors for sure. And, uh, yeah. Uh, 
So, as well, uh, getting into the final bit of news, Jose Martinez, he makes the MLS Team of the Week with those two assists, and it is well-deserved there. But uh, that does it for the news and gets us into the match preview for the weekend. Uh, it will be March 5th at 6 p.m. Uh, it will be against the Colorado Rapids. My, uh, my, I, well, it's a sister club to, uh, to Arsenal and, uh, who is my club. If you didn't know, uh, you know, but, uh, basically, yeah, uh, Stan Kroenke, they just won the Super Bowl. This, uh, this whole thing, I mean, I, I pretty much wish ill will toward, towards any of, uh, his other clubs because he's one of the worst owners in sports <laughs> for a reason. Yet, uh, yeah, his teams are doing well, uh, you know, in a sense, which uh, I think it's a kind of a luck into sometimes. Even you know, Arsenal. Just, and even Arsenal to a degree. Yeah, we're not maybe exactly where we want to be, but uh, we're doing all right. But, uh, yeah, uh, in terms of the Colorado Rapids, uh, they just recently played LAFC and uh, yeah you know they're uh, in terms of a club they are yeah you know surprisingly uh, if people have forgotten they won the West last season and uh, yeah they had 61 points they uh, yeah they were a team that's definitely you know uh, they definitely were a uh, club that surprised a lot of people. Now, uh, unfortunately, yeah, you know, there were some very key departures for them. And one of them being Kellen Acosta. Uh, yeah, definitely a guy that, uh, you know, maybe a bit of a surprise. But uh, he also was a player that, yeah, I mean, he basically probably should be playing in Europe or somewhere else uh but basically they didn't accommodate that move for him and uh yeah so now he's at lafc but uh and then also cole bassett as well as eunice namil uh but yeah uh in terms of uh key acquisitions brian acosta uh he comes from fc dallas uh and so you know definitely a guy that uh should be helping them uh, quite well and uh, yeah in terms of uh, you know I, I think the surprising bit here is uh, Mark Anthony K coming in uh, for them you know yeah. definitely of course uh, you know uh, a good good player for LAFC and uh, you know definitely a guy that uh, will make them better as well uh, now yeah it's it's one of those where you know will it be the same will uh you know without acosta uh, i mean you have k in there um and then yeah you do have uh in terms of the squad you do kind of wonder where the goals are going to come from in terms of uh you know it's uh mm -hmm. maybe they lack that goal uh go-to goal score but uh you know, it's a it's a side that's dangerous nonetheless. Uh, so you know, in a lot of senses, the predictions from a lot of the uh, the MLS writers have them finishing as high as third and as low as fourth. So it's yeah, expectations are higher now, 
after having uh, won mm -hmm. that West, but uh, seems like they're not having them, uh, you know, kind of be the uh, out and out, uh, you know, winner of the West again. Oh, uh, sorry, I misspoke, but they right. had it at eighth, as low as eighth, but uh, yeah, still, still, it's a pretty large spectrum actually, but uh, still, uh, most of them have them as third and fourth, but uh, yeah, so mm -hmm. they figure to be a a team that should be making some waves, uh, you know, maybe not as consistent as last season, uh, definitely with some changes in their lineup, but uh, yeah, so getting into that weekend matchup, well, Atlanta United, uh, you know, let's uh, let's kind of get through that uh, starting 11 prediction, what we think yeah. uh, in terms of LA United could do and could, uh, you know, start out there. But, uh, yeah, Guzan, of course, uh, who uh, is going to be uh, the captain again uh, for LA United. Uh, but uh, getting into that uh, defender line, who do you got? Uh, yeah, so I think it'll be, I can't imagine us, uh, doing a change just yet. Um, you know, of course, uh, Campbell and Robinson played well together. The fullbacks, uh, did a good job. So I think we'll see the same back four of Hernandez, Campbell, Robinson, and Gutman. Um, yeah, you know, well, don't mess with success. It worked well game one. Um, and so I think we'll see them again. Right. And I think, yeah, you're, you're spot on. I think it's also, uh, you know, kind of get the other guys, you know, with some uh, match fitness too. Seems like, uh, you know, these guys are mm -hmm. the most fit at the moment too anyway. And so, uh, you know, work those other guys in. And, uh, you know, sometimes these, uh, these things just kind of work themselves out as well. But uh, yeah. Yeah. in terms of the midfields, who do you got? uh similar so excuse me <clears throat> similar mindset uh you know i think especially uh, you know colorado as we mentioned we have to respect them they are uh the re the reigning west champions um you know and it's their i believe home opener and so uh, i think having sadich and alonzo is probably uh, probably makes sense and then uh for uh Hitetu, you know to be out there to retain the ball so i think uh yeah you roll with that same midfield three again right yeah, uh, I agree. I think uh, yeah, it was it, it was maybe not the most uh, hmm, like I know uh, I know Gonzalo Pineda did talk about how he thought it was uh, quite creative uh, in that midfield, but I think yeah, it lacked a little bit of um, you know the incisiveness, the uh, the final ball, mm -hmm. the uh, you know. But I think uh, you know all of them are fairly smooth operators on the ball uh and so yeah. uh, you know that definitely was helpful um and hopefully yeah we can kind of rein in maybe that uh that yellow card parade that uh was in the first match a little bit too uh so mm -hmm. alonzo you know hopefully he can uh you know uh yeah he 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 went to ground uh, and it was a pretty ugly tackle. Uh, he deserved that yellow card that he got, but uh, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, and that's, that's yeah. his profile. Yeah, that that's definitely his profile. And uh, you know, hopefully, yeah, it is. Yeah, maybe just uh, uh, whatever it is in this match, maybe not, maybe not as much. Uh, don't leave that leg dangling just as much mm -hmm. as uh, you know he was this time, but. Um, but yeah, for me, yeah, I agree. That same midfield, uh, 
And uh, yeah, into the four line, who do you got? Uh oh man, this is where we gotta make the changes, right? Because yes. I, I wish I could. Uh, can a have my hamstring? I mean, you know, modern <laughs> medicine, medicine has come a long way. I'm sure we can figure it out. Uh, right. Clone your hamstring, so, uh, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think so. You know, Moreno came into the match uh, over the weekend, and I think we will see him. Um, <sighs> And I think Dwyer has to come into the lineup. So I, I'm curious to see what the uh, what the setup will be. But my front three is Moreno, uh, Dwyer, and Martinez. Uh, just, you know, just based on fitness. And I guess a little bit of form as well. Um, but I am curious to see what that looks like. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, obviously when Dwyer came on, he played more on the right wing a little bit. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Gonzalo Pineda did mention after the match that yeah they hadn't really practiced a two striker setup so and he believes that Dwyer can play on uh, the right a little bit um, now yeah I don't I don't have Dwyer coming in uh, because I think Jose Martinez uh, still needs to be kind of worked his way into some fitness too uh, so you know we do need someone to be able to spell him so I think yeah uh, you know you have Jose Martinez up top that's the easy pick the uh, the wings right now that's where we don't really know and um, yeah I think Wolf does persist uh, he's got the match fitness uh, and I think Moreno uh, does start the match and maybe uh, yeah somebody else comes on for him in uh, you know somewhere in the second half and that way uh, you know maybe you do have uh, Lennon come on after that or you know just to build up that uh, match fitness for both and so that they're both ready but um, mm -hmm. yeah you know it seems like both of them could do the job there um, it's kind of a little bit of toss up it's wh whomever is more match fit at the moment and um, I would pretty much you know I would kind of guess that kind of Lennon has that engine to, uh, to be able to be uh, you know he definitely I think exceeded my uh, like fitness um, expectations of him last season so definitely mm -hmm. I think you know as long as he doesn't have any niggling injuries it will be uh, you know somebody like him maybe first off the bench but uh, yeah I would you know I think that would also I think Lennon's a good shelf to start a right wing if because uh, I think we can expect Atlanta to play on the counter in this match for sure you know to Colorado being at home being one of uh, the now one of the better teams in the league, you know, they're probably gonna be uh, expecting to possess quite a bit. And so, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm curious to see, uh, you know, if how much we embrace this philosophy. I mean, I think I feel like uh, when we think of Atlanta United football, we definitely think of like the team more on the counter than anything else, especially 2017 and um, 2018 a bit. And so, uh, you know, with uh, the game versus uh, KC, you know, as the match went on, um, and of course, you know, we were up 2-0 at halftime, uh, which again, like, that's another thing too, like, the goals coming before the half is something that we did not see enough of the last, mm -hmm. last season. Uh, so yeah, being up 2-0 at halftime, and then, you know, of course, trying to see out a match, of course, KC um, naturally, I guess you could say, uh, ended up finishing the game with a lot more possession, but uh, yeah, I'm just curious to see uh, I guess how we come out in this match, uh, you know, when and how we choose to press um, and what the overall approach is. So, right. um, 
and I guess we'll see that a bit with the starting lineup. Right. And yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, a good departure from last season as well, where maybe we conceded, conceded late, and we, uh, you know, drew ultimately and, uh, you know, dropped points from a winning position. And so definitely mm -hmm. we, uh, you know, changed that a little bit uh, in terms of narrative so far uh, in that first game. So, uh, you know, hopefully we can continue to do that. But that leads us right into what our score prediction is going to be and so mark what do you got uh i was feeling bullish uh at this current moment something is just telling me i think it's gonna be 2-2 two -two. i think that uh and i'm gonna say this too i feel like we'll be in a winning position at one point mm. uh but I don't know. I just think that Colorado will be tough and, you know, I, I could see them like finding a way. So uh, I'm going to say this one ends 2-2. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll take four goals. Uh, that's uh, definitely some entertainment. Um, yeah, I'm kind of in the opposite. I think we're going to kind of uh, struggle to find, uh, you know, kind of how to break down this Colorado Rapids team for a little bit of time uh, without Adaruju to start. Uh, you know, definitely to set the tone to run at that back line. And so, you know, it'll definitely be interesting to see how we cope with that uh, because, yeah, it will be something that we will have to figure out. But, uh, yeah, I think we can... I think the Rapids will uh, get an early lead and then that's where we can, you know, come back at least and level it. And I have it at 1-1, one, one, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, draw from both of us. You know, uh, I think a worthy point if it does happen on the road against a tough side. I would take that, uh, yeah, you know, most times out of 10 anyway. So, uh, yeah. What do you guys think? Let us know in those comments below in terms of score prediction, lineup prediction. Let us know. But... Guys, that's pretty much the entire show, except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, well, how much are we going to miss Luis Araujo in the lineup? I mean, uh, who knows how long he's going to be out, but hopefully not too long. But uh, yeah, you know, who's, uh, who's going to be the guy that starts for you in his place? Let us know in those comments below. We're interested in what you have to say. So that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and a rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. And for Mark, I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening.